Are you looking for a podcast where the hosts keep it real? Then add the Let's Get Cancel podcast to your playlist. This is the official podcast of your host, Casual Ninja. Join Ninja and his co-host as they discuss all kinds of topics. They discuss dating, current events, life in New York City, and a whole lot more. But be warned, Let's Get Cancel is extremely entertaining. The Let's Get Cancel podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Add the Let's Get Cancel podcast to your playlist right now. Let's Get Cancel podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Let's Get Cancel podcast with Casual Ninja and Born Trucker. You want to say hello, bro? Oh, what's good, people? What's good? Yeah. So today, we're going to talk about a little dark subject here. I know it's a bit morbid. We're talking about suicide. Yes, indeed. Now, I'm guessing the question is, why of all topics are we bringing up this topic? Uh, you want to start them off, Trucker? Well, suicide is kind of one of those topics that crosses across all demographics. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are. It doesn't matter how successful you are, how unaccomplished you may be. Um, doesn't matter where you perceive other people being in life or their level of happiness. People can be extremely happy in your presence. They wear the mask. They look like everything is going great. But in the meantime, inside, they have a turmoil of emotion and depression, and they just don't know how to talk about it. And it can affect anybody at any time. And I think we just needed to talk about it because it really affects anybody and everybody at any given point in, point in time in your life. Well, yeah, uh, speaking from a standpoint where I used to have depression, and I don't just mean just from a bad day. I mean, I actually know what it feels like to actually have depression. Now, I know there's levels to it. I'm not sure if, if my depression is the same as a woman having postpartum depression after she had, gives birth. But, um, you know, depression makes you want to end your life, basically, nothing else. You feel insignificant. You feel unloved. You feel like you're in a way sometimes. You feel like life would be better if you didn't exist or you would just die. No one would miss you. You feel irrelevant. And it's most common than you think. Because I actually was doing research between um, adults who suffer from depression. And this goes from recently the year 2020, where there was 1.20 million suicide attempts. And out that, there was 45,000 Americans that died from suicide. And speaking of that, America is actually the 12th leading in um, suicide when it comes to the people. In the world. In the world. So we're talking about something global. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, the next question is, is it men or women? And the shocking news is men die by suicide more than women do. Yeah, that's the current numbers. 
Yeah, over the average of 130 suicides per day. Yeah, in America, males account for 68% of all suicides. Oh, see, that's that's even the crazy part. It says the, the rate of the suicide is the highest in middle-aged white men. Yep. Which is crazy, because I never thought it would be white men at all. I thought it would be like a minority race. Why? Well, d- due to poverty, depression, I just assumed. Well, you got to figure what they would call minorities. You're burned into poverty. You learn how to survive through poverty. Mm-hmm. You learn how to thrive through it. You become a genius and invent ways to get by. Mm-hmm. You don't have the same expectations as, say, a white man or a white woman would have. When you think about the American dream, or what I call the American scheme, they feed into it way more than we do because they're the face of that dream. Mm-hmm. So when you look at white males, they feel that they're supposed to be the ones that get elevated in society, the ones that are supposed to be leaders, the ones with the most stable families and social situations. And it seems that when their social structure or business structure or financial structure starts to crumble, the only um, resolve they seem to come to is suicide. Yeah, it even says it right here when it comes to Compared to the U.S. population, Black adults report less percentage of uh, thoughts of suicide past year than the overall United States citizen. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Same thing for same thing for women too. It, it's more white women men commit suicide than Black women. Yep. I did not know that. Now that doesn't mean we don't have any that do that do it. But see, when when I talk about it doesn't matter where you are in life, mm-hmm. how successful you are, how unsuccessful you are. Uh, Miss America, who happened to be a melanated woman from, I think it was 2019, Miss Universe. She wasn't just a beautiful woman. She actually had two degrees. She was a lawyer. She was a correspondent on CNN, if, I'm, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. And lived a good life. And from what I remember reading, she jumped off a 60-story building. Plunged to a death. Yeah. So most people looking at her would be like, wow, she's got it all. She's successful. She's been considered one of the most beautiful women in the world. Why would she do something like that? And the one thing that suicide or suicidal thoughts will do to a person is it'll make it difficult for them to see what accomplishments they have, how far they've come along in life. And everything around them just seems like gloom and doom. You don't think there's a solution for whatever's going on. You don't, hardest part about it is talking about it because you feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You feel ashamed for even thinking like that. And you don't want to bring it up because now people are going to look at you a certain kind of way. But to be honest with you, suicide as a solution is actually the most selfish thing somebody could do. Yeah. Because after you're gone, 
all the people that you left behind get to mourn you for the rest of their lives. Uh, that's definitely true. That's uh, a, it's a decision not only you have to live with, but everybody else who actually loved you has to live with also. Mm-hmm. So it's it becomes a burden that you don't want to bear, but you never had a choice in, in the matter to begin with. And the thing is, especially with, you know they're talking about with white males, but see it's different if you could say that there was a, a general cause for it for everybody, and you could address it in that manner. But it could be anything. It could be a breakup, a divorce, um, a job you didn't get, a grade you didn't get. Um, a home you can't own, an apartment you didn't, you missed out on. Uh, you miss a payment for something. Your credit score is bad. You just had a baby, and now you don't feel like anybody loves you anymore. Um, you don't have large breasts. So you don't look like a voluptuous woman. Uh, as a man, your penis ain't big enough. Anything can trigger. And the crazy part about most of these reasons is that it's society that's telling you that if you don't have this level of success or this level of looks or this, this level of financial acumen, you're not, you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody I think feels needs to make their own path, make your own way, move at your pace. Everybody's not gonna move at the same pace. Well, I think the one leading factor is suicide today in 2022. And 2000 is social media. Well, I think that's always been a leading factor in it. I think it just shows lies. Everybody acting like they live their best life every single day on the gram. Come on. Yeah, but see, your generation more than mine, y'all live in that world. Y'all the ones that are coming up with new medical diagnosis like fused neck bones because you keep your head down looking at that damn phone. That's news. I, I, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. Nah, well, I don't be on my phone like that. That's the case. <laughs> right, but see, when you walk, when you're, when you're out and about, right, mm-hmm. who do you see with their heads tilted down looking at their phone? Middle-aged people? Oh, no, young people. And the younger they are, the more likely they are to be in their phone. Like, it kills me how I'm, I live in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm on the highway. I see people with their head down in their phone while they drive. Texting and driving is the equivalent to drinking and driving. Yep. But some people just don't get it. Like, I don't get how you can afford a luxury vehicle. You driving a BMW X3. Cars about 50,000 plus. Mm-hmm. But you didn't learn how to connect to the Bluetooth in the car. Or even for that much, even if you drive an ultimate, you couldn't go out and get you a $20 Bluetooth um, earpiece so you don't have to have your head down. And then on top of that, you couldn't go get you and invest in a car mount for your phone. Now, when I have my car, when I have my car, I I definitely use the Bluetooth. Right. But just think, you know, when, when you think about this pandemic we just had, and how much people don't realize that socialization is a major factor for everybody. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's well adjusted just chilling by themselves. 
most people socialize heavily on certain levels. Mm-hmm. So when you got the whole country shut down for pretty much a year and a half, people lost it. Can't just go out the same way no more. I can't go to the movies. I can't go to the bar. I can't go shopping. Uh, I can only go to the grocery store at these set hours. You know, all I can do is sit in the house and watch TV. I can't even have people come over because I don't know if they're sick or not. I don't want to get sick. But, you know, socialization is a key factor in people that commit suicide. They withdraw. Might be social one minute. Next moment, they don't want to do nothing. And part of that is depression. Depression, one of the key factors in depression is things that you normally found pleasure in doing no longer give you that pleasure. Mm-hmm. So let's say for a dude, yo, I used to be, and I'm not speaking to me, but a dude would be like, yo, I used to be on the PlayStation on the reg, Call of Duty, Madden, NBA 2K on the reg. Now, I just, it don't bring me no joy. You know, a female might be like, yeah, you know, every week I go get a mani-pedi and I get a facial done and now I just don't feel like doing that because I just don't feel beautiful anymore. Like, I don't feel like I'm worth it. But again, anything can trigger suicidal thoughts in people. And it's scary. Yeah. Because it's not like you just wake up one morning and be like, yo, I feel like killing myself. Nah. It builds up over time and what happens is you become numb to your own world then you start planning you start thinking of ways you can end it what's the fastest way i could do this and then once you have a plan the scary part is when people decide to start trying to execute some people leave notes some people leave something to them behind they 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 put things in place to try to ease what pain they think other people are going to feel. But the problem is that you now have a plan. So I would say for anybody that ever gets to that point of having a plan, you need to sit down and talk to somebody. Don't necessarily got to be a professional. Could be somebody that, you know, cares about you. Matter of fact, it could be somebody that don't give two shits about you. But they're willing to listen. And get that energy out. Yeah, it doesn't always work well with others because sometimes they'll downplay your depression, air quotes. Yeah, but see, it's kind of like, all right, where you live at, you probably got a pizza shop nearby, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the only pizza shop? Nope. Okay. So let's say you got three in your area. Okay. You've tried all three. I'm pretty sure out of those three, there's one you found that you like better, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you got to talk to more than one person. Find out which one of those people is going to work best with you. No, that's a good, no, that's a good point. And then some people don't even like discussing their depression. They, they'll just get angry and catch an attitude and say, there's nothing you can do about it. Don't talk to me about it. Or get know. sad and shut up. Don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. You already know who I was referring to when I was talking about that. Nope. Well, that's why I dated her, so you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then once you talk, she didn't want you to talk to talk to her about it. 
She ain't want you to sympathize with her. She ain't want you to look anything up. She, well, you know. See the thing. See, all right. The scary part about anything that affects you emotionally, mm-hmm. if it's real, real, and they want a solution, they're gonna talk about it. They're not gonna shut people out. Sometimes I think people, and I'm not gonna say they fake emotional difficulties, but they exaggerate it for the sense of getting the attention they want and being fond of. Because in my my experience, both personal and professional, yeah, it's gonna take people a little bit of time to start talking. But once the once the floodgates open up, it's gonna come out. But again, the shame of it is what most people don't want to do or, or, or feel when they talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to look at me funny. Well, hell, what you think we're gonna look at you when you kill yourself? Oh shit, they did that. Why? Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, um, I can't say I know anybody personally who committed, well, that's suicide by cop. But I have Suicide is suicide, B. Suicide by cop is one of the newest ones. Well, I had a co-worker who committed suicide by cop. But he's like the only, uh, other than that, no other person I know who committed suicide personally. Well, see, the thing is, it's not one of those things where you're going many people are going to have personal, direct personal experience with. But I think most people know of somebody that knows somebody that committed suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't mean like a, a friend or a co-worker that was like part of your personal circle. But most of us have heard about somebody that knew somebody that committed suicide. Yeah. You know, and it's it's that deep, but you got to be able to talk about it because sometimes what you're feeling ain't really what's going on. It's just your perception of what's going on. And that is 100% true. You you know, those emotions, you feel like it's just the end. Yep. But when you actually calm down and the next door is like, you're going to feel stupid. You're going to be like, damn, I can't believe I took it that far. Right, but see, the thing is, you have to be willing to feel stupid in the first place. Understand that, you know what, I'm a human being. I make mistakes. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And if that's okay, then I got to understand that I possibly would have made the biggest mistake of my life. Because, yep. I mean, you know, we talk about the people that are successful committing suicide. But then there's a darker side to it. What about the people that were unsuccessful, but now they've changed their lives forever because there's something irreparable in their body now? They can't function the same way. You know, what about the person that took a bunch of pills? They were revived, but they have severe brain damage now. What about the person that tried to shoot themselves, but now they're paraplegic and they can't talk anymore? Wow. Oh, they ain't made living for themselves any easier. Nope. Actually, it might even cause the depression even more. Now you really, now they probably really gonna go through a real depression. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I just uh, anybody who feels that way, I always suggest it to them to talk to somebody or get help. 
Hell, even mm-hmm. reach out to hell, reach out to the podcast if you want. But what about this? Like, you know, we got this little war in Ukraine going on right now, right? Mm-hmm. And what I'm concerned about, what what I'm concerned about is all those African students, all those melanated people over there that are not being allowed to evacuate from the war zone areas. Oh no, they, they don't even yeah, they might not want to evacuate, but they do want them to fight for Ukraine. And it's like, no. You want me to die from Ukraine, but you you don't want me to evacuate. Exactly. But imagine how they feel. So all my people, all my melanated people out there right now, keep your head up, keep your head moving, keep your head on swivel, and survive. Mm -hmm. And when all is said and done, get the out of the Ukraine. They ain't for you, B. Uh, Ukraine is actually is frowned upon. It's like if you're gonna go to Ukraine, you might as well go to Poland. Yeah, but see, you know, you go where you go. I mean, most people go to a certain place because they see the opportunities that might be there. That might be the only place they could afford to go to. They saw an opportunity there that they didn't see any place else. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how many people come to America and realize the American dream is the American scheme. Yeah, you gotta, you have the greater opportunity to be successful, but that doesn't mean you're gonna be. You just nope. have a better chance of succeeding. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty much. Well, I'm just saying, uh, when it comes to any age, any gender, if you feel any signs of suicide, depression, talk to somebody. And if you can't talk to anybody, you can always call the National Suicide Hotline, which is can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. I'm going to repeat that. The National Suicide Prevention Helpline is 1-800-273-8255. If you can't talk to somebody immediately in front of you and you, you got you got feelings of shame because they might about uh, how they might look at you. Call up that number. Trust me, somebody on that line is going to be empathetic to what you're going through and be willing to listen and try to guide you back to a place of some level of security within yourself. But you got to reach out. You got to reach out. Hey, write write to the podcast if you want. Go to the A-Con site. Hit us up. Definitely talk to you. (laughs) I got you. Lord knows I do this. Been doing this. Got eight, got eight years in doing this professionally. No, so I'm pretty sure you've heard some crazy stories. Uh, I don't think anybody's story is really crazy, but I know it's a personal story. I know it's their story. I know it's their perception, their view of what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, you got people out here that feel that. I'm not successful enough. I haven't achieved anything. So sometimes you got to talk to them and ask them what they've done, where have they been, and let them hear what they've actually accomplished, where they've been successful in. And stop comparing what your success is to what society says your success should be. Damn, that was a tongue twister. That was a good one. I mean, you got to keep, you know, you, if you're a woman, 
you got to look at where you might be in life compared to where other people are. I mean, sometimes in order to quantify where you are, you got to look at where other people are. So if you were, if you a man or a woman and you live in America, you got to look at what other countries may not have. Like everybody loves going to Jamaica from here, right? Never been, but I'm pretty sure I have a good time. All right, but I'm saying you know about people that have gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you get to the resorts, the resorts are different from where the people live. Facts. You know how many people in Jamaica do not have hot running water? Yeah, I was surprised when you told me that. They do not have hot running water. But it's so hot over there to take cold showers. I don't care how hot it is. I want some heat in my shower. Facts. You know, but think about the fact that in America, poor is not the same thing as poor in, say, Dominican Republic or Cuba, or Haiti. Oh, come on, Poor man. over here usually means you got some type of assistance unless you just go straight to being homeless. Mm-hmm. And even then, you still have shelters that you can get into. You've got assistant programs that'll give you food stamps and a little bit of cash every week to try to help you get on your feet. Well, speaking of that, there's actually more women's shelters than men's shelters. Yeah, and women are more protected in this country than, women, than men are. Mm-hmm. And you can get an apartment easier as a homeless woman than you can as a homeless man. Yep. Homeless man, you're more expected to go get a job to help support yourself where a woman, she can go get Section 8, get subsidized housing, and as long as her income doesn't go over a certain level, she's only got to pay a portion of that rent. That's Mm -hmm. almost impossible for a man to get into. Yeah, you know, as a man, I never expect life to be easy. I always expect it to be challenging, and I got no complaints when it comes to that. Well, it's always going to be a lot more challenging for us. We, that's how the system is set up. But I'm going I'm to bring up something personal with this, this whole suicide thing, because I've experienced it when I was younger. So my episode, my suicidal gesture came from a relationship that I was in for a long time that broke up and made me feel like the world wasn't shit anymore. You know, when I was with this woman, we did everything together, everything. We were always together. Like I had a whole social circle before her, but once I got with her, it was just me and her. We went out together, movies together, uh, got stopped by the cops together, whatever it was, we did it together. She was like my everything. But, you know, still at the same time, I'm a young man and I'm uncertain of my future and how, because there's no booklet on this, how do I support a family? So I got my own fears. So when we broke up, my dumb ass decided to try and take some pills, got taken, got shipped to the hospital, got my stomach pumped, and almost got held over for three days in the hospital. Because one of the things that I want people to realize is, when you do have a suicidal gesture and you go to the hospital, you basically lose your rights as a person until that doctor signs off and says, you're okay. So basically when you get to the hospital, they will strap you down to a bed, stick an IV in you, make you drink some activated charcoal or they'll shove it through your nose in a, in a, in a tube. You'll throw up. 
And then until they feel that you're emotionally stable, you will stay there against your will. So it ain't like if you went into the hospital and you wasn't feeling good, and then all of a sudden it says, screw it, I'm out, I'm leaving. You can just get up and go. It's not the same thing with a suicidal gesture. You can't go till they say you can go. Mm. And depending on how emotionally distraught you are, legally they can remand you to the hospital, the psych ward for three days for observation. Where you will be pumped up full of psychotropic drugs. Oh God, sounds like torture. <laughs> it is, but it's an eye opener. And to never do that shit, period. Yep. So, you know, when we talk, well, especially when I'm talking about this, this is something personal to me. There's been quite a few people in my lifetime that I've had to talk to or talk down from suicide because they felt that their lives just weren't as great as they should have been. And quite often, that's really not the case. It's just your perception of it. Well, my perception has changed over a couple of years. No matter how dark it gets, there's still light down the tunnel. Yep, but sometimes you got to have somebody guide you in the right direction to see the light. Sometimes the light is to your back and you don't want to turn around to see it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I I could put I could I could say depression to be just a a foggy cloud that you just can't see out of until you actually want to. Yeah, it's a precursor to suicide. Yeah. Well, basically, what it comes down to it, people just need to know themselves better. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta depend on the people you have around you and not be afraid to talk about what you're feeling. You know, the minute you start talking about how you feel and somebody tells you you silly and they don't provide you with any kind of direction as to why you feel that way, talk to somebody else. If somebody straight flat puts you down and says you're stupid for feeling like this, talk to somebody else. And if the people you're talking to in your immediate circle ain't helping, I just gave out the national hotline number, call that up. Yep. You can look at, most people have a smartphone. You can punch in your phone, um, counselors in my area. Call up a counselor, see what it's gonna cost them to go sit down and talk with somebody. Most people, if you got a health health insurance coverage, it's provided, it's covered. Most jobs, people don't realize, even have their own service to help you out. Mm. Well, I I mean, my job has it. <laughs> my job don't. <laughs> well, check. Trust me, they probably got something in place. It's just that it's not highly advertised. Now that I could definitely agree with you on that one. Because like, okay, off topic real quick. Most people that live in New York City public housing don't know that because you live in housing, you can go get educated for free 
to get you a job skill that's going to be a high-paying position to get you up out of the hood. Yeah, that was an advertised. And I'm talking about anything from being an EMT all the way up to nursing, going horizontal on that line, to being a um, radiation tech or x-ray examiner. They will train you to do these things for free. Mm. But the information is normally only posted in the rent office. And most people, when they go into the rent office, don't even read the, uh, the um, advertisements or the postings that they have in there. Mm-hmm. But I know when I trained for EMT, I saw it in the office. I was like, oh, snap. So usually what they'll do is they'll send you down for an aptitude test. Depending on what you pass at, it qualifies you for the type of training you can get. Mm-hmm. So definitely, if you're living in a low-income area, trust me, there's resources in your area to help you attain a high-paying job skill. Especially if that's a reason for your depression or feelings of inadequacy that could lead to you feeling like you're suicidal. There's always Job Corps also. Job Corps is another one, but that's only up to a certain age. Mm-hmm. And to me, Job Corps be feeling like, I don't know, some boot camp-ish. Because you got to go away, and now you're under a certain kind of role, and you got a different type of structure. I mean, it's good, but what basically is like everything ain't for everybody. But everybody, there's something out there for you. So, you know, I would definitely say for all women out here, when you find yourself pregnant with child, there's more to your physical health. There's more to your overall health than just going to your prenatal appointments, taking your vitamins and eating healthy, abstaining from alcohol and controlled substances. You got to do a little bit more reading because there's there's a thing called postpartum where after a woman is given birth, she has these incredible feelings of depression. Now, I can't comprehend what it is because I'm a man, but I can try to understand it because to walk around with a life inside of you that literally feels like it's a part of you. And then all of a sudden that whole feeling is gone. I'm pretty sure it's going to make you feel a certain kind of way. And it's really very, very real. So I advise any woman anywhere in the world that when you're going through a pregnancy, look heavily into what postpartum depression is and try to avoid it the same way you you avoid everything else that comes with the pregnancy. No, seriously. That is no joke. I've actually heard a few stories of women who actually killed themselves during postpartum depression. Well, the scary part is they kill themselves, and in some occasions, they even take off, take out their offspring. Yeah, I mean, are we talking outside the womb, not, not inside the womb? Right. Yeah. Like, back when I was living in the projects, there was this young lady, very attractive. I think she had, like, four kids, three or four kids. Mm-hmm. Just recently, it had a baby a couple months prior. 
she jumped out the 14th floor window and threw all her kids out with her. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How the hell she do that? <laughs> I don't know, but I just pray for her soul. Oh God! Yeah, oh, that's that's just too dark for me, man. <laughs> you want to <end> the podcast? <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's that real, yo. And yeah. see, most and see, think about all the women that can't have children. Like for whatever reason, they can't have children. Mm-hmm. They look at a woman that can have children. They put them up on a pedestal. Like you can give life to this world. You can be a mother. You can guide the life of somebody young until they become an adult. They see that as like maybe one of the greatest things a woman can do. They would get depressed just because they can't do it. I can believe that. So now when they're looking at a woman that can and she's depressed, trust me, some of them probably don't understand why they would feel suicidal. Like you got, you just gave birth. That's the greatest thing a woman could do. But that's something, again, that society is telling. Some people just don't want to have babies. And on the other hand, some people can't have babies, might have a medical condition. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, maybe something happened to your ovaries or your uterus when you was a child. You might have had an accident. Now your cervix has moved in a position where it wouldn't be safe for you to give a, a natural birth. No, I mean, that's understandable because that, that, I guess you would feel broken as a person. You won't even feel like a whole woman after that. Because what's to say a woman is supposed to do? Give birth. What does it say about a man? You're supposed to be able to get a woman pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. What about the men that feel suicidal because they got low sperm count? I can't get a woman pregnant. How they feel? Well, isn't there like medication for that? Sometimes, but sometimes it's just there's just no fix for it. Uh-huh. Low sperm. Your swimmers don't swim. Oh, they drown. Doesn't happen often, but it happens to enough men that it's a reason why they would be depressed and they would have suicidal thoughts. Yeah, like basically when it comes to suicidal thoughts, anything and everything could be a trigger. Anything, everything. But you got to have people that you trust. And sometimes you got to put your trust in a stranger that's a trained professional that knows how to talk you through things, knows how to get you to talk about what's going on so you can hear yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that, 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 that emotion that you're feeling is like negative energy. So taking it in a different direction, positive energy makes you want to do things like laugh and sing and dance and have great food and interact with people socially. All that energy comes out in those manners. But when you have negative energy, what do you do? You still have to have something physical that you do to get it out. You got to do something that's going to make you feel better. One of the easiest ways to do that, work out. When you work out, your body produces hormones that make you feel good. It just does. No, I definitely do. Shit. Do a few push-ups, now you feel stronger than ever. Do some squats. Take a long walk, get sweaty, get tired. But at the end of that workout, if you continue to do it, stay stay steady with it, oh, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel great. 
Say any line about that, bro. So I hope we, we, you know, we threw some things out there for people that might be feeling like this to realize that you're not alone. You ain't the only person that's ever felt like this. There's help out there for you. You just got to go out there and seek it because can't nobody make you do nothing. And more than anything else, once you felt like this, once you've had a suicidal gesture, which means you were unsuccessful at following through with your plan, mm-hmm. take the time to sit down and talk to somebody. Preferably a professional. Mainly a professional. <laughs> Don't let anybody downplay what you feel. You feel what you feel. Yep. Look at the answers you seek. Facts. Anything else to add, bro? Keep your heads up, people. If you alive, you can make it happen. It might not be today, might not be tomorrow, but if you keep pushing for it, You'll find yourself being successful. Whatever you define successful. Huh? So whatever you define successful, make it happen. There it is. There it is. Successful? Small way? Go buy a puzzle. Put it together. Success. Go online. Go to Epicurean. Find a recipe you've never made before. Complete it. Success. Don't look for these big, overblown methods or ideas of success because, <clears throat> again, that's society telling you what's successful. Mm-hmm. Be your own success story. Success. <laughs> success. I did it. Hey, Billy. Lose five, lose five pounds. Success. That's how a girl you always wanted to date. Jelsey. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go, showing that whole ass. <laughs> hey, I had to add somebody to this darkness, man. This is a dark topic. Nah, yeah. see, th- what's dark about the topic is not talking about it. That's what's dark. So we got to put the light on it so people don't feel like I'm alone and I can't do anything to get past this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think this was a good show, man. I think I think the message got across. And again, that number four. Damn it! That's where my phone be acting up sometimes. Sometimes. That number four, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 800-273-8255. Reach out because somebody out there cares about you and loves you more than you realize, especially when you're feeling depressed. People around you don't want to see you gone. We can understand when tragedy happens. We can understand when a disease takes somebody away. But it's really hard for people to cope with when you did it yourself. It is. Especially when you're young. And you got so much life ahead of you that you can accomplish so much more. Even if you're in your mid midlife, you still have life to live. It's when it's over, time. when it's over, let it be because the most high said, you know what? It's time to turn the lights out. But don't take it upon yourself to think that that's going to be the solution for what's ailing you right now. Thanks.
So if you need, hit up the podcast. If you need somebody to just be like, hey, nobody loves me, hit us up. I'll tell you I love you. I love everybody. Just to get out of my way when I'm dropping. Don't piss me off. <laughs> got road rage. He ain't, he ain't talking about the, about the road rage. Here we got road rage. <laughs> you get down here, everybody thinks it's NASCAR, fam. <laughs> that ass. Oh, yo. That'd be awesome. Yo, all right. Before I say anything else stupid, man, that's the podcast. <laughs> it is, people. Keep your heads up. Take care. Stay safe. Peace. Peace.